This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. I've confronted hundreds of men over two decades. I have been in television for 24 years. I just came to get something to eat. And I have very seldom been at a loss for words. I just came to get something to eat. Men online looking for children to sexually assault. What's the motive here? It's, Explain it to me. I don't no, understand. you're right. No, you're right. It's stupid. It's, it's not. It's an illegal no. thing. Yeah, I know. I did a stupid thing. Men from all walks of life. A doctor. A teacher. A clergyman. You sent pornographic pictures through the mail. Okay, that's a federal offense right there. You know I'm in trouble, and I know I'm in trouble. I tried to get into their heads and understand why. Pizza we have tonight. Uh, I, I want to know who you are. I want to know a little bit more about you first. Can I eat first? Sure, go ahead. Let's see if any of this sounds familiar while you enjoy your pizza. And ultimately, make sure they face justice. You ask her if she's a virgin. I ask everybody all kinds of stuff. It's just talk. You ask her if she's horny. What's wrong with that? You ask if she does anal. It's a question. Who are they? Have they tried to prey on other children? And where are they now? These are the predators I've caught. I'm Chris Hansen. We all know the risks of being on social media, but have you ever thought about the biggest risk? Do you mean getting murdered? A victim inside the house had been shot. That victim was 20-year-old Pop Smoke. I'm Jillian Lee Garner. And I'm Courtney Bell. We're the host of I Met My Murderer Online, the only true crime podcast to tell the tragic tales of how the internet can lead the unsuspecting into devastating dates with death. The search warrant resulted in the findings of a fresh dig area. You will hear from all who were involved in the case, the investigators, the droplets of blood, victims' family members. That was our baby. My baby's gone. And even the murderer themselves. I held it for three or four minutes until I knew she was dead. If you're a fan of true crime, then you'll want to listen to season two of I Met My Murderer online on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There are some predators I've caught who stand out. I mean, they're all creepy in their own special way. They're all dangerous in their own special way. But as I go through the list of the predators I've caught, sometimes it just hits me. Oh my God, this guy, this guy not only looks a little bit bizarre, acts a little bit bizarre, but is truly, or was truly, a threat to a child. And one of those guys surfaced in our September 2006 investigation. 
in Long Beach, California. You may remember him because he had kind of an odd man bun right in the center of his head. And I know those are stylish and, you know, I know people who have them. And there's nothing wrong with that. But this, this made him stand out, at least to me at the time. Satinder Thind was 23 years old. He was a loan consultant, college educated. He had money. He, according to his own chat online, lived in a penthouse apartment in Long Beach. I mean, less than a mile from the Sting House. Panoramic views of the Pacific Ocean, the port of Long Beach. Drove up. Fancy new sports coupe. Infinity. He drove that to the Sting House. And like many of the predators I've caught, Satinder Thind said something that became somewhat iconic amongst followers of our investigations. His phrase, I'm a gonna lick you. That's right. He said it over and over again in the chat. I'm a gonna lick you. To a 13-year-old girl or a decoy who went by Carly, who clearly identified herself as being 13. It was actually a perverted justice decoy at the time. And Satinder, in spite of trying to cover his tracks, left no doubt what he wanted to do with this 13-year-old girl. He taunts the girl to give him a call. So you got my cell? Yeah. KK, it's all on you then. If you want to hang, got a call. Okay. Maybe I'll show you my place, he says. 13-year-old girl, remember this. You got a house? Penthouse apartment with an amazing view, he says. Nice, says the decoy, posing as the 13-year-old girl. Yep, but I'm going eating now, he says. Bye. Bye. He gets right back after he eats, apparently. The decoy gets back on a little while later, apparently after Satinder has his meal. Kicks butt, she says. What's up, he says. Why do I get the feeling you're going to lick me? Hmm. Well, I've got the feeling that Satinder is going to be in big trouble here. The chat, as I mentioned, gets very graphic. And it starts out, like so many others, with an acknowledgement right off the top that this 23-year-old man realizes he's chatting with a 13-year-old girl. And not only does he realize it, he talks about how important it is that they're careful he could get into trouble Things like that. Now, the picture he sent, or one of the pictures he sent, looks like the genie from Aladdin. He's naked from the waist up, looking down to the camera with his man bun. Kind of an ominous-looking picture as I look at it today. Hey, hi, how you doing? KU? I'm K2. ASL, he asks. 13 female. Call you? I've got like 10 years on you. You're 23? Yes, young lady, I am. LOL. 
That's not old, says the decoy. Like 80 is old. Well, no, it's not, but to you it's old. I don't think you're old, she says. For you to date and stuff. Yeah, okay, whatever, lol. So where do you live, young lady? Near LA. What city? It's a secret, lol. Yeah, it is. I don't know you, she says. Okay. You look so young, he admits. Then says, well, you are 13. Now, there's no doubt, and he doesn't even try later, as you'll hear, to pretend that the girl was older. He admits to that. He's got a different excuse. You'll hear that shortly. I'm not a little kid, she says. Sure you are. You'll be perfect in five years, LOL. Yeah, to him, she'll be perfect in five minutes. So what are you doing, 13-year-old girl? Playing spider, she says. Fun. Not out on a Saturday night? So what is Satinder Thinned, at the age of 23, doing on a Saturday night prowling around the internet? Chatting with a 13-year-old girl. You poor thing, he says. Do your parents let you out? Yeah, lol. Well, that's good. I'm not a prisoner, she says. So what's your curfew? Why is he even chatting with somebody who's 13? I'll tell you why. It's going to be very clear in just a moment here. So what's your curfew? I don't know. Depends what I'm doing. Ah. So if you're out getting drunk and laid, they want you back early, lol? So if you're out getting drunk and laid, they want you back early. That's what he says to a 13-year-old girl. LOL, yeah. So how far have you gone with a guy? Okay, so this is like 20 minutes into the conversation. So how far have you gone with a guy? So blowjobs, fingered, licked, hand jobs, Anal sex, he asks? No, she says. Is that bad, she asks? Well, you're only 13. But at least you're not having sex. Well, my boyfriend broke up. What you mean? That's why you didn't have sex? Because you two broke up? Yeah. But you were going to. Yeah, but he broke up. Oh, I see. Why did you want to have sex? Duh. What you mean, duh? You're 13. That's way too young. Okay, so now he's going to lecture this girl. And this is part of his grooming process. This is how they make themselves feel better, these predators, about these illicit chats with a child. They think somehow if they act paternal, oh, you shouldn't be doing this, that when they swing back around and take advantage of the child, it's going to somehow make it better. It's going to mitigate this crime, this violent act, this life-changing act. Well, it doesn't mitigate anything, obviously. Then he says, so next boy you're going to fuck? I didn't say that. Oh, so why the ex? Because I loved him. I know you don't think that at 13 or even 16, but you're really not going to find a guy you're going to stay with for a while. Till late 20s, maybe even 30s. So what's his point? You should just have sex with me now? Yeah, I mean, look at me. 23, you know. How many girls I've fucked and not ended up staying with? Ugh. Sure, they're happy they had relationships with him. So I just do it then, she says. No, 
Don't you want to lose it to someone you're going to be with for a while, he asks. Oh, now he's all concerned about the person with whom she's going to lose her virginity. Not if I got to wait till I'm old. Well, how about after you're 16? That's three years. Yeah, I know, he says. But you know, girls can't really process the emotion of sex till after 16 at the earliest. Oh, wow, now he's a therapist. He's going to lecture this 13-year-old girl that she needs to wait three more years so she can process emotionally the act of being intimate. You're going to be all lost and confused if you have sex now, and especially if the guy fucks you and then breaks up with you, which probably will happen. You're a buzzkill, LOL. That's my job. Oh, that's my job, said Tinder. Is that right? LOL, how come, she says. Because you're like 13 years old and I'm 23. You can learn from my experience. Oh, he's going to try to teach her all right. Just wait. So why you want to fuck, he says, huh? Why do you want to have sex so bad? I didn't say that, she says. Oh, so you don't want to have sex? Now he's just toying with someone who he thinks he can manipulate. Yeah, I do want to. But why? Because I never did before, she says. I see. Is it because you're horny? I don't know. So if you're not horny, why would you want to have sex? She's 13. I don't know, just do. You know, it's painful the first time. Maybe first couple times. Yeah, I heard that, she says. My friend said it wasn't bad, though. Oh, I see. She probably masturbates, that's why. That makes it not hurt? Not necessarily, he says. Instead of hurting, it's just mm, uncomfortable. Do you masturbate, he asks. She hedges. I'll take that as a yes. Yeah, sometimes. Cool, how many fingers? Uh, I don't know, she says. LOL, you masturbate yourself. How would you not know? You embarrassed me, she says. He says his name is Satinder. She says, I never met nobody named that before. Yep, I'm different. Oh, yeah, he's different, all right. They exchange pictures. He talks about his sports car. Bet you want in my pants, he says. LOL. Nice booty, LOL, she says. Thanks. She's 13, Satinder. So let's see some good pics of you. She's got some online. He wants body pics. She says, that's all I got. Just the basic profile pics she sends. Or she has available. He asks her height and weight. 5'2", 104. Good stuff, he says. Why? Then he says, later, just out of the shower, looking for clothes. Bet you want to see. LOL, yeah. Yep, I knew it, he says. You're a horny little 13-year-old girl. <laughs> More about this predator I've caught in a moment. And then he wants to know about her living situation. If she's ever alone. When my mom's at work, she says. You only live with your mom? Yeah. Oh. Then he says it. I'm gonna lick you. LOL, really? You'd like that, wouldn't you? He says. I don't know, LOL. LOL, I think you would. Have you ever been fingered? I told you I had a boyfriend before. I take that as a yes. Oh, poor you. Can you make yourself come? 
You're making fun of me, she says. No, actually, I'm not. I'm making fun of your ex-boyfriend. Oh. So can you make yourself come, he wants to know? Yeah, I guess. What do you mean, you guess? Yeah, I can. Okay. Why is it our conversations always go to sex? Well, because you bring them there, Satinder. Again, I think you're a horny girl. Hmm. Let's talk about the hot tub. This is one of those houses, one of those sting houses where we had a hot tub set up outside in the back on the deck. Let's talk about her bathing suit being wet. That turns him on. So, how you plan on using your tongue, he wants to know. How's your dick-sucking skills, he asks. Doesn't seem very nervous about getting caught now. Yep, so your neighborhood where you live, is it safe, he asks? Or should I check on you this weekend, make sure you're okay? This is going to be significant because later, when he comes face-to-face with me, his excuse is he really wasn't going to have sex with this girl. He was going to just check on her, make sure she was okay. Then he starts to backpedal just a little bit. I don't know if it's even a good idea. I'm 23, you're 13. KK, it's all on you then. If you want to hang, got a call, as I mentioned before. There's a chat. And that phone call between a perverted justice decoy and Satinder Thinned was in fact recorded. Take a listen. Hey, this is Carly. Are you still coming? Yeah, perhaps. We'll see. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I am. What do you mean, perhaps? I'm kidding. I'll make it. I'll make it. How much? But I, yeah. How much longer? Uh, let's see. We're test driving this car, so let's say... That's right. He's only 15 minutes out. He at first teases that maybe he's not coming or he's thinking about it, but oh, he's going to come all right. Your phone going to ring this time? Uh, sure. Okay, I'll call you in a little bit. Okay, bye. Bye. Now, there's more chatting online, too. Talks about oral sex again. She wants to know if, if it tastes really bad. He says, heard it's salty. Then he says, oh, there's only one way to find out how it tastes. You wanted to know, you should taste. Well, maybe I'll let you taste mine, he says. Then he wants to know as if this would make a difference. When you turn 14, June, she says. So next year, you're a freshman. Yeah, I can't wait, she says. I bet you get to get fucked by seniors. Why? LOL. Well, if you want, duh. They love to fuck freshmen once and then never talk to them again. Mr. School Counselor here. Then there's more talk about what he's going to do with her. You should give me a massage, he says. Again, he has some reservations because of her age. Oh, it's not that, he says. Just gotta keep myself out of jail, you know. He knows what he's getting into. Again, he tries to put this on her. We're only going to do this if you want to. She asks, if you come over, are we going to do things? Now, this would be a great time for him to say, no, I made a mistake. This is wrong. I'm 23, you're 13. I'm not coming over. 
maybe even call the authorities. Report there's a 13-year-old girl online. But no, he talks about how he wants to lick her, finger her, and have her suck his dick. And then after all that, he drives less than a mile, as I mentioned before, in his high-end sports car to our stinghouse in Long Beach. Here he comes. After he pulls up, the decoy, the on-site decoy, goes out to greet him and invite him in. The guy's getting out of his car. Hey, how are you? Satinder Thind at the time was working as a loan consultant and apparently did quite well to afford this sport car and his penthouse apartment. His luck is going to change here in just a second. He doesn't look that nervous as he walks into the stinghouse. Satinder and his man bun, of course. And he approaches the onside decoy, an attractive young woman of age, but someone who looks younger. And he wants to know right away about the hot tub. He also wants to know what's in her drinks at the bar. So what do you want to do? That's a very good question. What's in your drinks? Oh. This is your hot tub. Yeah. This is the hot tub, but I'd like you to sit right over there in that stool for me, please. If what you've heard shocks you so far, join us back in a moment. Now, he starts to walk out very close to the onside decoy to see the hot tub, and I'm right around the corner, so I cut him off. And you heard what I said. He's going to have to talk to me before he sees the hot tub. I asked him what his plan was. He says he came over just to see her. Why did you come here tonight? Just just to see her. Just to see who? Carly. Carly. And how old is Carly? 13. 13. And how old are you? 23. You don't see a problem with that? I do see a problem, yeah. He admits there's a problem here. And what's the problem you see? I just came to say hi to her. You just came to say hi. Yeah. But maintains, as so many of the other predators I've caught, he wasn't going to do anything. In your conversation on the internet, you talk about more than just coming over to say hi. That wasn't my intention. If you see in the conversation. Now, he's going to try and weasel his way out of this and cast the best light possible on a very bad situation. And he hasn't realized just yet that I actually have the transcripts so I can confront him with his own words. Oh, I have the conversation. You seem to be counseling her that perhaps she's too young to have sex. Mm -hmm. But then the conversation sort of switches back around, doesn't it? Sort of like you're the concerned older guy for a minute, mm -hmm. trying to say maybe you shouldn't have sex. But then it transitions into, well, if you're going to have sex, it might as well be with me. That's kind of what you're suggesting no. here. No, no, not at all. I would know, no, never. And you say, yep, I knew it. You're a horny little 13 year old girl. You say, I'm a gonna lick you. Oh, I say that a lot. That's... You say that a lot. Yeah. I'm a gonna lick you. Oh, I say that a lot. Oh, great. Well, that's, you know, just a misunderstanding then. Since you say it a lot, it shouldn't be something that would get you in trouble saying it to a 13-year-old girl. You say that a lot to 13-year-old girls? No. She kept insisting that I come over. So a 13-year-old girl controls your life? No. So you see, what you're saying then doesn't make any sense. Well, she kept saying she's sad that I'm not coming, so I just thought I'd come by, stop, say hi, and then leave. Deflection. She kept insisting 
that I come over. That's what these guys do. Blame the child all on her. She wanted it. You talk about taking her for a ride in your car. Do you think that's okay to stop by and pick up a 13-year-old girl who's home alone and take her for a ride in your car? I see where that has a little bit of problems, yeah. A little bit of a problem there. I see where that has a little bit of a problem. He still hasn't figured all this out. He's not quite sure who I am. And now he spins the whole age dilemma in his favor, or so he thinks. He's just going to hang out with her, make sure she's okay. Another reason I wanted to come by stop by is she's 13. Her mother's out of town. We want to make sure everything's okay. So you're going to babysit? You're just going to check the locks on the doors? You've never met this girl before. Mm -hmm. And then, on top of all this other nonsense he spews, he's going to try to convince me that he had someplace else to go. He's just going to pop by for a minute, say hi, make sure she's okay, because, wait for it, he's got another stop on his itinerary this evening. It's a Saturday night, remember that. Here you are in this house, and you expect me to believe that you came over here just to check on the locks on the doors. No, I came to check to make sure she's okay and she's just say okay. hi. I still have some place to go right now, so and I just came to stop by for a minute. Where are you going next? Going to my parents' house. Your parents' house. Won't his parents be proud when he sees all this? And then, in case he doesn't know what's happening, I tell him straight up. All right, well, before you head off to your parents' house, there's something you need to know. Okay. And that is, I'm Chris Hansen with Dateline NBC. Mm -hmm. We're doing a story on adults who try to meet kids online mm -hmm. for sex. And if there's anything else you want to say to me, mm -hmm. we'd like to hear it. That's it. Now, here's the unique thing about Satinder Thind. Many of the predators I've caught freak out when they see the cameras come out. He seemed to me, at least at the time, looking back, to be relieved that it was just a television show and not the police. Of course, the police would have a face-to-face -face with him in a minute. But he almost seemed like, all right, well, I'm on TV. I'll figure this out later when it airs, but at least I'm not getting arrested. And get this. What does he want to know? He wants me to let him know when it's going to be on television. Can you notify, let me know if it'll be on or not? Um, if you give me a call... Okay. All right. Let me get your card. Uh, I don't have a card with me, but I'll write down the number. So he's got my phone number, my office number. I wrote it down for him. And now he's going to scoot as quick as he can out the door, get back in that sports car, and get back to his penthouse apartment. But voila, not before he runs right into the Long Beach Police Department. And that's when he got another number, a case number. And the investigation is not over yet. As Long Beach police go through Thin's Infinity sports car, what do they find in the trunk? A loaded handgun. That's right. Now, it was registered. It was legal. But you have to wonder what could have happened if he had talked a 13-year-old girl into going for a ride, things didn't go his way. He's got a loaded handgun in the trunk of his car. And why does a loan consultant need a loaded handgun? Now, again, it was legally registered, legally owned. 
But still, it's a loaded handgun in the trunk of a car owned by a man who is 23 who wanted to have sex with a 13-year-old girl. Not a crime, but you know what I mean. And the detective running the investigation for the Long Beach Police Department, Matthew Stapleton, didn't like it either. That's not good. These guys are living in a fantasy world. They have this fantasy of having sex with a child, and you don't know how far they're going to take that fantasy. They may have a fantasy of going out in a blaze of glory. They may have a fantasy of harming somebody when they go out. You just don't know. More of our story in a moment. So Tinder thinned continued to be arrogant about this matter for the first several weeks of his legal proceedings. He pleaded not guilty, which is not uncommon. But he had motion after motion trying to get out of the charges. Finally, in 2007, he pleaded guilty to a felony count of attempted lewd and lascivious acts with a child under the age of 14. He received three years probation, community service, picking up trash on the side of the road, and he had to register as a sex offender for life. Now, was law enforcement happy with that sentence? No, not terribly. It was referred to as the Long Beach Special. The judge in that jurisdiction, it seemed to me at least, treated this matter as perhaps that he was dealing with a television sting and not a full-out law enforcement investigation, which it was. Perverted justice collaborating not only with us, but separately with the Long Beach Police Department a very professional Long Beach Police Department, I might add. The sentences in later cases in California grew tougher. The light sentences here created a bit of an outrage in the U.S. Senate. I even testified in front of Congress on this matter. And so you saw some enhanced sentencing going on after this, but he got away with it in terms of not having to serve any prison time, but he does have to register for life, as I mentioned. And sometimes that to me is the most significant part of this, because at least we know where a potential offender is or a past offender. As far as we can tell, Satinder Thind has never reoffended, has not been in trouble with the law in any way since his arrest after our sting. He went from being a loan consultant to managing a rental car office in the Los Angeles and San Diego area. And as far as we can tell, after that, he entered the marijuana business and founded a cannabis operation in the Long Beach area. Now, we were not able to track down a direct number for him, which is rare. Usually I'm able to do that, but he he must be 
protecting his private information pretty well. But according to open source information we've been able to obtain, he's had a pretty successful run in the cannabis business. I did reach out to the corporate entity, the last one where it appears he worked, and I reached somebody there, an employee who did not recognize the name Satinder Thin. So maybe he's using a different name. Maybe he's left that operation. We don't know. But as I mentioned, there is no indication he's gotten into further trouble since his arrest. As you know, I always like to hear from you. And I really, truly enjoy the engagement I have with all of you who listen to this podcast. And this week's question comes from Sabrina in New Jersey. Hey, Chris, this is Sabrina from New Jersey, not super far from Philadelphia. I've been a fan of your predator work for a while now. My family has heard me talk about it many a times. Uh, your podcast especially has helped me through a lot of intensive cross-stitch projects. So I do very much thank you for that. But onto my question, you may or may not have heard recently about controversies surrounding this content creator, Colleen Ballinger, or also known as Miranda Sings. She was a very prominent YouTuber, notably, I know when I was in middle school, so the early 2010s, and recently it has come to light that she has been engaging in a lot of inappropriate behavior with underage fans over the years. And she also recently released an interesting apology video where she takes no accountability and plays the ukulele for some reason. But what I want to ask you is if you happen to have any insight into the situation with her, I know you've looked into other YouTubers who have done horrible things to children like Onision. And also, if you happen to know maybe what some early warning signs could be that a content creator, whether it's YouTube or TikTok or anything, could possibly be starting the first steps of grooming children into thinking certain behavior is acceptable when it's not actually. So yeah, thank you. And again, great podcast. Keep up the good work and I hope you have a great day. Thank you, Sabrina. That's a great question. I am aware of the Colleen Ballinger situation, a.k.a. Miranda Sings. I have not thoroughly investigated it, so I don't want to get into too much detail. But I will tell you that many of these content creators or some of these content creators on YouTube and, and other platforms may not start out with the intent to become predatory. But some of them get all caught up in this identity, the fame, and the adulation of young, vulnerable, impressionable fans and followers. And I think that's what happened in the Onision case. And once he figured out that he could exploit these vulnerable girls, he took advantage of them, as we pointed out in a recent documentary on Discovery Plus. Onision has not been criminally charged with any of his behavior, but he is facing two different civil lawsuits from alleged victims of his and his spouse. In terms of the Colleen Ballinger situation, it appears that some of her 
followers have come forward to claim that there were inappropriate conversations and that some of the volunteers who helped her with her social media platforms, her YouTube channel, were taken advantage of. And you're right. She did produce a rather bizarre, I guess you could call it apology video in which she sings with a ukulele. I have reached out to some of the alleged victims or targets of Colleen Ballinger. And if we get enough information to make it worthwhile, we'll, you know, talk about maybe doing a story or a follow-up here or, or maybe on True Blue. In terms of taking precautions so kids don't fall into this trap, I think if you're a parent or an older sibling, if you see someone who gets so caught up in following one of these content creators, you need to intervene, have a discussion. And I think the larger global issue here is that YouTube has consistently avoided cracking down on content creators when there is evidence of predatory behavior. And in the case of Onision, they didn't demonetize him until the episode of the documentary where we actually embarrassed them so badly by taking clips from his videos and cutting them up against their own video saying what's allowed and not allowed on YouTube. And it was so clear that Onision was violating YouTube standards and that YouTube had let him get away with it because he was making a lot of money for himself and for YouTube that they looked the other way. Well, the next day they demonetized him. But only after we made it so clear that he repeatedly violated YouTube's own standards. Now, there are algorithms, there are checks and balances. YouTube can do it. I mean, think about this. I've done YouTube videos exposing predatory behavior that are limited in monetization because, quote-unquote, it's a sensitive social issue. Yet the video I'm talking about, where a parent is exploiting a child, well... That's monetized fully. So go figure. Anyway, as you can tell, it's a topic of great concern to me. And one, Sabrina, I'm very glad you brought up. If you are looking to find me, I am all over social media. At Chris Hansen on Twitter, official Chris Hansen on Instagram. Have a seat with Chris Hansen on TikTok. And of course, my streaming crime network, True Blue. T-R-U-B-L-U, watch TrueBlue.com for details. Season 5 of our new Takedown series, the new version of our Predator Investigations, continues this week. Check it out. Along with at least a dozen new documentaries, all in production process. A lot of good stuff coming up on True Blue. And as always, you can reach me right here at Chris at PredatorPodcast.com. I'll be watching and listening.